0: I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, February 2nd. Authorities issued a dishonorable discharge to a Massachusetts State Police Sergeant charged in connection with that commercial driver's license bribery scandal. 58-year-old Sergeant Gary Cedarquist of Stoughton, retired from the department effective yesterday after being suspended without pay on Wednesday. Cedar, Quist, and five others were charged in a federal indictment for allegedly giving commercial driver's licenses to unqualified applicants in exchange for personal kickbacks, including a $10,000 driveway makeover Free snow blowers, high end bottled water, cases of coffee and tea. 54 year old Trooper Joel Rogers of Bridgewater, retired state police members Calvin Butner and Perry Mendez, as well as two civilians, 42 year old Scott Camara from Rehoboth. 47-year-old Eric Matheson of Boston were also charged in connection with the scheme. A determination for the troopers' pensions will be made by the state retirement board and not the state police. Meantime, the Registry of Motor Vehicles announcing yesterday more than two dozen drivers have been stripped of their commercial driver's licenses amid that federal investigation into a bribery scandal involving the state police Earlier this week, acting U.S. Attorney Josh Levy announced a 74-count indictment accusing those four state police troopers of giving guaranteed passing scores to failed commercial driver's license applicants in exchange for the kickbacks. Levy's office has since identified 26 drivers connected to the scandal who didn't properly pass their CDL exams and an RMV spokesperson confirmed that immediate action was taken against each individual. The RMV is continuing to work with Levy's office to identify other possible CDL drivers connected to the investigation. A Kingston man appeared in court yesterday after allegedly poisoning and then stabbing his dog to death. At the start of the arraignment yesterday morning, Jonathan Paluzzi's attorney immediately requested the judge grant a mental competency evaluation be performed before proceedings continue. The judge granted the request and postponed the hearing for a later time. The incident was upsetting for neighbors who called police and Paluzzi's parents who were home When the family dog was killed, police arrested the 44-year-old Paluzzi Wednesday at his parents' Kingston apartment. Neighbors reportedly heard screaming and crying from the home and called 911. Officers found the 60-pound bull-terrier mix named Brutus and determined it was first poisoned with fentanyl and then stabbed to death. Paluzzi's parents say their son was high on fentanyl when he killed the animal. They're praying that he gets the help he needs. The incident was not the first time. Paluzzi had a run-in with the law. He faces two animal cruelty charges and a drug possession charge. Three months after the Massachusetts House of Representatives advanced a major overhaul of the state's firearms laws, the state Senate has passed its own version of an expansive legislation. The Senate's SAFER Act was approved during a nine-hour session yesterday in which dozens of amendments were considered. In the end, the measure passed with a vote of 37 to 3. Provisions of the legislation include updates to the state laws for so-called ghost guns, the assault weapons ban, and red flag laws. It also bans devices that can convert semi-automatic firearms into fully automatic machine guns. It makes it a crime to intentionally fire at a dwelling or occupied building. On Ghost Guns, the bill seeks to ensure oversight for those who own the privately made, unserialized firearms that are largely untraceable. The House passed its own gun reform law in October on a vote of 120 to 38. The Gun Owners' Action League expressed strong opposition to the measure, Now that versions of gun reform legislation have passed both houses of the legislature, the branches will need a committee to reconcile the differences between their versions. State Representative Tacky Chan of Quincy is pushing a bill that would start fining utility pole owners after six months if they fail to replace double poles. The fines begin at $10 per day but grow to $100 per day after a year. Chan says the issue is prolific in Quincy and across the state. He says double poles pose a safety hazard and are also a blight on neighborhoods. Current state law requires pole owners to replace double poles within 90 days. However, there is no fine for a violation. Quincy photographer Wendy Adams is helping to raise money for the Quincy Animal Shelter by launching a competition featuring dog photos. Pictures of 16 dogs will participate in an online competition for prizes, with two dogs winning per round until the final competition to win Best Dog of Norfolk County. The winner will then move on to a national competition. Adams will photograph 16 dogs... For $150 each, which will be donated to the Quincy Animal Shelter. Funeral services have been announced for Harold Crowley of Quincy. Crowley died last Sunday at age 87. Crowley retired as a teacher in the Quincy Public Schools in 1994 after 34 years. He also founded the Friends of the Thomas Crane Public Library and the Library Bookstore, Crowley was active with the Quincy Historical Society, Quincy Conservation Commission, and scouting. He started Kids Voting Quincy. Visiting hours are Friday, 4 to 7, at Cohane Funeral Home, with a 10 a.m. service Saturday at the Funeral Home, followed by burial with military honors at Mount Wollaston Cemetery. Brewster Ambulance is offering a free CPR-AED certification class for eighth graders and their parents at the Central Middle School in Quincy on Saturday from 8:30 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. transportation will be provided to and from Atlantic Point Webster Southwest and Broad Meadows Middle Schools judges are needed for the Quincy Public Schools STEM fairs North Quincy High School's fair is February 6th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Quincy High School's fair is February 8th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. No science experience is necessary to be a judge. Visit quincypublicschools.com for more information. The 13th Annual Chili Bowl Chili Cook-Off will be held Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Hausnacht Congregational Church on Mannet Avenue. Sample up to 20 different chili recipes and vote for your favorite. There will be prizes and raffles. Admission is $5 per person. Applications are available for the Edith B. McDonald Scholarship given by the Seaside Gardeners of Squantum. Any high school senior currently living in Squantum and any relative of a member of the Seaside Gardeners planning to attend a two- or four-year college is eligible for the $1,000 award. Contact Laurie Kelleher at 617-797-3349 or email lauriekelleher at verizon.net. Applications must be postmarked by April 1st. The U.S. House of Representatives passed Congresswoman Ayanna Presley's bill to name the U.S. Postal Service office near South Station after lifelong Asian-American activist and community leader, Caroline Chang. Presley, a representative for the state's 7th district, introduced a bill in May to rename the post office on Dorchester Avenue. The post office would be renamed the Caroline Chang Post Office. Of 617 postal facilities in the state, only one honors a woman and five honor persons of color. The building would be the first postal facility to honor a woman of color and the first federal building in the state to honor an AAPI person. Chang, who was born and raised in Chinatown, passed away in 2018. She dedicated her life to serving the community in Chinatown and advancing the rights of Asian Americans in the state. In 1970, Chang was appointed as the manager of Chinatown's Little City Hall, where she advocated on behalf of residents. She received her law degree from Suffolk Law School in 1970 and worked as regional manager for the Office of Civil Rights at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Throughout her life, Chang played a crucial role in several organizations that continue to serve Chinatown to this day, including the Asian Community Development Corporation, the Chinese History Society of New England, and the Asian American Civic Association. A check of business news this morning. Stocks bounced back yesterday. The Dow rose 369 points. The Nasdaq shot up 197, and the S&P added 60. Global stocks were also higher. The dollar was flapped. The euro rose. Oil at $74 a barrel. Sports, the Lakers beat the Celtics at the Garden last night, 114-105. to 105. The uh, Celtics will host Memphis Sunday at 6 p.m. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, overcast at a high of 40 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, a low of 32. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds, high 36. Sunny on Sunday, high 38. And Monday, sunshine, high 36. Marine forecast calling for one-foot waves, north wind 5 to 10 knots, and a high tide 4.37 p.m. Sunrise 6.56 sets at 4.58. I'm Joe Catalano with an AEM Quincy News update for Friday, February 2nd.